And we are live. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm glad that you're doing this. You know, it's a little technical difficulty because somebody can't figure out what time to do it. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you for uh, having me, though. I'm definitely, this is interesting. I really don't listen to podcasts. So when you asked me, I'm like, hmm, I should listen to what a podcast is to see how this should go. And I never got around to it. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a radio show, but without like ads and you can like cuss. Ah, so if we weren't recording right now, uh, video, I could, I could say you have a, you have a face for radio then. Pretty much. <laughs> I have a face for stand-up comedy. Okay, it's funny looking. <laughs> but no, it's. I want to do one for a while, but then you know, just I wanted to do one with with a group, but over time, it just you know, I realized a lot of people can't hold conversations, and I would have to carry it. So, I was, so at one point, I just I just went, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna do my own. <laughs> also, it gives me an excuse to bring on people who I want to talk to, no matter, you know, it is classified as a comedy podcast, but if I want to have a comedian on one day, then have a doctor on the next day, it's informant podcast is what I should, what I should say it. Interesting. But, but how are you doing with this whole COVID-19 trip? I'm good. I mean, it, a lot of adjustments. Uh, I'm coming to you live from my bedroom, my uh, classroom, my office, and uh, where I like to relax. So my prison cell, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing good. It was a, a little adjustment. We So I'm in law school and... Halfway through last semester, when this all happened, we went completely online. Fortunately, my law school is really awesome. They had a lot of online stuff anyway, so it was a nice, easy transition to that extent. But um, learning is definitely different online. The topics are much harder to grasp, especially when it's not face-to-face. So that's been a challenge. There's been a lot of just... Dealing with the isolation, I think, for most Americans um, has been difficult, myself included. It's been, I, I don't want to say hard, but it's been challenging to try to come up with new ways to interact with others. So when you offered, you know, to have me on, I was like, heck yeah. Well, thank you for being on. Like, I generally have, like, was I think I've been having, like, my family on I mean, every episode so far has been either my dad or my family or one of my friends so i figured that i haven't talked to you hold on for a second <laughs> i haven't talked to you in a while i haven't talked to you in a while and i figured that me and you can actually have like legit conversation and it's like i guess it'd be fun to be not the smartest person talking that's uh not many people say that too, like too often to me, so I'm I'm flattered. <laughs> I mean, you're the only person I know that's going to law school, so either you're smart enough to be a lawyer or you're stupid enough to be a lawyer. Uh, we're leaning towards the latter here after looking at my uh, student loan bill. <laughs> <laughs> do you think with all the Do you think with all this that uh, it's going to be the end of college? Like people like actually going to like a university? Oh gosh, no, I. Um, I actually was talking about this last night with one of my other friends, um, and 
he is an economist, so he tracks his stuff every day. He's, you know, day trading. Um, and he basically was comparing 2008 to now. And basically in 2008, when we saw the first recession, um, we saw a lot of people stop buying goods and start focusing on their own uh, betterment. Um, a lot of people went back to college. Um, investing in themselves, you can't take education away once you have it. So I think we're going to see that uh, start happening again, especially with more businesses either not reopening or reopening, but in a smaller footprint. I think we're going to see people who finish college, uh, the seniors of the universities, um, or people who had just graduated and they were, you know, taking like a, a gap year before going into employment. I think they're going to go to master's programs, uh, grad school, I think, uh, simply because if there's no jobs, you might as well just keep going with your education before your student loans come due. Mm, yeah, I can, I can see that. I just, it's just, we've never been in this before. It's just so. Well, the market's going to recover. I think we're already starting to see the market come back. I mean, the stock is doing great. Uh, its darkest day was definitely February 28th when this thing made landfall. So I think we're seeing a drastic improvement, especially as things start to open. I think even if this, you know, continues or if there's a second wave, as, you know, some people are predicting, I think that a lot of stuff will either make the transition to being online or find ways to be able to still continue their services in this new kind of reality that we find ourselves in. And right. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? I, I cut you off. I was just going to say, uh, I want to apologize to all the zombie movies I've made fun of in the past or any of the quarantine movies that I've made fun of in the past, because I've always said, why the heck are they saying zombie? They're saying Walker. They're saying biter. They're saying night of the living dead. Uh, and now I get it. Like I'm, I see commercial after commercial now in the new reality that we are in, in these uncertain times, it's a pandemic. No one's calling it a pandemic. I mean, some people are, don't get me wrong. Some people are calling it a pandemic, but most people are saying in these uncertain times. And I mean, I know I've sent emails and I, for whatever reason, I can't remember, you know, off the top of my head, why I wouldn't say pandemic, but I would say in these challenging times, right. I get it now. I, I definitely get it. And I want to apologize for making fun of every zombie movie that never said the word zombie. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, it is a pandemic, but I'm thinking of more of a health crisis because this, you know, at first I was kind of like, okay, we, you know, do the shutdown and everything's going to be just fine. Everything else like that. I was expecting that like two months ago. And it's May and it's still, you know, we're still in lockdown. No matter, you know, it. I get one thing. I get why people are like protesting. Everybody that's listening to this, we're, we're in Michigan. So we were one of the states that was hit worse with the whole COVID-19. And no matter if you if you're a Democrat or Republican, you know, it's just, to me, it's just the whole thing that people, people are bitching because they, you know, I feel like that because they don't be, they don't like being told what to do. 
And technically, yes, your rights are being taken away when they're telling you to stay home. Technically, your rights are being taken away, which is against it. But at the same time, it's for your own health because Americans can't figure out what to do. We need somebody to hold our hand during this whole, whole entire thing because we can't make good decisions all by ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, it, I've, you know, it's easy to, you know, armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, the, you know, decisions that have been made. Oh, well, I would have done this differently. Or I, you know, why would they have done this when this is clearly like it's it's difficult to be a leader and, you know, there's always going to be someone who disagrees with the decisions you made. And there's no playbook for this. Like the, the last time this happened, um, you know, we're talking early 1900s. We're talking when the Spanish flu is ravaging through, you know, to the United States. It's, it's hitting definitely harder than, you know, what they've ever seen. And that really is the only time we can compare to what we're facing now. And it's a completely different word, world we're living in. Right. So, I mean, it's it's difficult, and uh, just touching on the rights thing too. I I don't know if it's actually you know infringing on their rights. The states have the police power, which uh, allows them to make regulations for health, safety, welfare, and morals. It's you know, and the states have their own rights under you know. The Fourteenth Amendment. So, technically, I, I think, and you know, I'm just going off of what the you know Michigan courts have been saying is everything that's been done so far has been completely constitutional. Now, this, you know, at the time of the recording, I'm saying it could get overruled or something could happen later down the road. But for now, I mean, these are you know until the courts say otherwise, these are constitutional. Right. What do you think? Um like, I get that people are, like, are pissed off because, you know, they want to go back to work. They want, you know, they want to go back to being, you know, normal life. But at the same time, you know, I get that, you know, your right to protest. I get that. It's our First Amendment right to do. It's freedom of speech. And, you know, was it in the right to assembly? Yep. yep. And, but at the same time, I don't think that you need an assault rifle hanging off of your body when you're at a protest at the Capitol. I mean, I get, I get, I get that you have the right to carry your gun and everything else like that. But to me, that shows that you're more scared that you have to have that gun with you. You know what I mean? Um. Yes and no. I. I heard some things about that. I don't, I'm not really up on what happened in that situation. The one thing with, you know, being in law school, I don't have a lot of free time to take a look at um, news articles and stuff like that. I've, I saw some things on it from Facebook. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't have enough context to make a decision on that. Um, but I definitely think that, uh, coming out of this, we're definitely going to. I think the days of living paycheck to paycheck are over. I don't think. I think the people coming out of this are going to realize like that. That just can't be the case anymore. Um, I know a lot of friends and family who, you know, they were living paycheck to paycheck, and the second that the paycheck stopped coming, they were hurting right away. I mean, even though the stimulus checks did come, which helped, 
and the unemployment, you know, checks helped. Uh, that's definitely not a, a way that they can live going forward once all this, you know, gets back to, you know, they get back to work, they get back to earning money. I think that that's going to be a, a new mindset. And I think back to the, you know, the Great Depression and I, you know, I've had enough conversations with uh, people who lived through that and, you know, they would be storing money under mattresses or you hear the, the, um, the every now and then you'd hear someone buy a mattress, you know, secondhand and it's full of money because that's, you know, I think more people are going to start saving like that now that, you know, they've lived through this. Right. Like I've heard stories that people would go into like their grandmother's house like during that, you know, we're alive during the Great Depression and they would find like coffee, like old coffee cans filled with money. Just because you don't, because just so that you have the money, just, you know, it's like a rainy day fund. But I don't, I think now we know that this is, like, this is something that could happen, right? This could happen. Now I think that, you know, hopefully we go forward and, you know, be learn from it see where we you know see where we fucked up on these whole on this whole process not saying any not saying it's trump's fault not saying it's it's there are so many places where the ball was dropped no it, not one single person is to blame for this whole thing oh yeah and i well, definitely well, think- except 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 for china with the wet markets <laughs> yeah i i definitely think the the what we what we know now will definitely be different than what we know in a few months from now. And I definitely think that, you know, what we know at this point is drastically different than what we knew back in February or March. And I one thing that I think and I could be completely wrong. This is my own opinion. I'm not basing any facts or anything. I'm just seeing or saying what I see. And that is. I think part of the reaction, why we're seeing this reaction from people, I think they're hiding behind the the right to protest, the right to, you know, carry, as you said. Um, I think people are just very afraid and not in control of the situation. And they, they see these, the, the people on the news, people on TV making these decisions and they're, I mean, logically, these are the people that, uh, you know, they're they're doing this to me, therefore I should protest them. They don't know, and that protesting is the only, like, control that they have in their life because they're locked down right now. They're not in control of anything else. And I think this, you know, is kind of a really interesting example of how we've failed as a country to address mental health problems. And... I actually, you know, I hate, I hate to say I saw it coming, but I did, you know, first couple of weeks were fine. We're not, you know, nothing's going wrong, but the second this starts to play out longer as we realize we need more time uh, and, you know, self-isolation before we can start getting things back to normal. Now we start seeing all this stuff come out and it's in the form of my rights are being infringed because that's the only way that, you know, me as a protester, I know that I can control what's going on. And clearly this is why not understanding that, you know, you're just afraid you're un- you're not in control of the situation. You're trying your best to 
get in control of the situation. And I get that completely. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's just, I'm, I'm, If you look at, you know, what happened in 1918, after they started opening things up, it, you know, the, it's went up right again, then, you know, another shot, another lockdown. I think moving forward that, you know, obviously this thing is killing people, older people and people with compromised immune systems, such as like asthma or, you know, former cancer patient or whatever else like that. Diabetes and especially the younger um uh, younger people now with the multi-system um, organ shutdown that we've been seeing uh, happen across the country and around the world. Right. Um, and it's actually really interesting that you uh, brought up the opening, uh, reopening when they did in 1918. Um, my pro- One of my professors in law school, she has a, uh, uh, she loves going up to the UP and, um, one of uh, she found an article and she was telling us about it in class one day that um, up in the UP it was some small little town it was a mining town I can't remember it off the top of my head but essentially um, it was a brand new hotel that opened right before the Spanish flu swept through that area and uh, it turned into a um, makeshift hospital and the first time through uh, none of the um, it really wasn't used that much not made. Not too many people uh, got it in the um, area, and everything reopened up. The hotel reopened up as a hotel, and then shortly after in the fall, it you know everything shut down again. It was turned back into a hospital, and this time the beds were full, and actually the owner's daughter ended up passing away from the Spanish flu. And I'm just like, I kind of, I, I think history repeats itself, and I think... Uh, a lot of people are starting to come to the consensus that this isn't going away. This is going to be in some form. This is going to be the new flu season, I think. Right. I mean, the thing is that, you know, the one thing I did notice about the Spanish flu more than this is that the Spanish flu is killing young people. This thing is not really killing young people. And it sounds messed up because, you know, there are people who lost people to to this whole thing, which I am deeply, deeply, you know, sorry for them. But I think with opening that they should, if you're old, you know, this is going to sound fucked up, but if you're old or if you have a compromised immune system, stay home. But if you're like me or you, because, you know, most likely if me, me or you get it. We're going to feel like shit for two days, and then we're going to be fine. Because, you know, both of us tend to take care of ourselves. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I have my but you, but, you, but you know what I mean. You know, you don't, you're not, you know, cry, you know, you're not, you, you know, you're not. That's the one thing that, that pisses me off is that, you know, these whole beast people. Like I get, like I get, if you like, if you're a little chubby, but there's no reason to be that big. I think that the whole thing going forward that they need to use this as a uh, uh, um, example for getting healthier. 
because oh, yeah, I, definitely, I definitely understand that, you know, some people, um, obviously, you know, there's health complications and stuff like that. And, um, medical backgrounds that, uh, you know, play a factor into it. But I think going forward, definitely, um, I think more uh, of society will be offering the option to, uh, in a sense, uh, work from home or learn from home. Uh, I was uh, reading a educational plan earlier today, um, and uh, essentially it was uh, students, uh, half the uh, student population would go back on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, everyone w would be uh, online, and then Thursday and Friday, the other half that didn't go to school on Monday and Tuesday would go to school on Thursday and Friday, and that would be the new school. Would they also do social distancing or no? Um, I, I would imagine, yes, uh, just because the, ha the school's population would be cut in half, so there'd be more empty desks. I'd imagine they'd space them out more. Right. Um. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, uh, uh, this schools, tackling school, uh, social distancing will be an issue for sure because, I mean, schools are, especially the younger grades, uh, are petri dishes. <laughs> like, they just, I, my, my, uh, fiance is a teacher. She, um, she does middle school. She did, uh, she substituted sometimes in kindergarten and first and second grade. And yeah, there's just a whole bunch of sickness going on in those classrooms, even before this whole COVID thing happened. Um, the ironic thing uh, that I've been seeing and my fiance has been seeing is a lot more plagiarism has been happening with uh, her students' work. She teaches middle school. And even with like the simplest things like writing poems or like... <laughs> They're just taking them offline. I'm like, hey, we, you can't really get Max when you used to do the same shit. I mean, I didn't. Okay, do you remember? Um, remember when you went to do a book report and you just go on Spark Notes in school? See, just to get just to get the clip notes. I didn't know Spark Notes was a thing until high school. So, <laughs> Spark Notes helped me a lot during high school. Yeah. See, I never did it because I just knew I, I would probably be the one who got caught. Like, I'm not that crafty. I'm not that crafty. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same reason I never text and drove. I just know I'm not coordinated enough. I'd just kill myself. <laughs> I try to stop it there. Sometimes I do it. But on a more um, positive note, the... World carbon po uh, pollution dropped 17% because of this whole pandemic. There's less pollution in the air, which is hilarious. Which is the only problem with this whole thing is that with, you know, there's not that many people on the roads anymore. So there's a lot more critters that are coming out into the, into the city. Like, um, there was a, I think it was like, it was weeks ago, probably about a month ago, but they were spotting uh, wolves in New York City. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently there's a black bear that's roaming around the Northview area. I'm glad I don't live there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a report, and this could have been from a while ago, but uh, kangaroos in Australia apparently were making their way more into urban areas. 
which, yeah, I was like, that's insane. And to see a picture of a kangaroo, like not drawn, not uh, like cartoonish, like actual kangaroo, they look so much like deer. It is nuts. Yeah. You ever seen the video of the two of them fight, two uh, kangaroos fighting in somebody's backyard? (laughs) I can't stop them. I literally see it going through my Facebook feed, and I just cannot stop laughing at it. Because they aren't being, you know, I, you know, sometimes they classify it as plain. No, this isn't plain. They're trying to take each other's head off. <laughs> I, I never can, like, think about a kangaroo anymore and not think of the Daniel Tosh joke where he's like, I don't care how drunk you get tonight. You're always going to remember kangaroos can't hop backwards. <laughs> and you're automatically going to get behind them. You're like, how did I know this? Am I a wizard? Have I always been a wizard? Because I don't have a demon. Uh, Speaking of terrifying things, what do you think about the murder hornets? I'm like, oh, perfect. That's another thing for me to be afraid of. It's not enough for me anymore to have a general fear of, you know, bees and wasps. I now get the fear of dying from bees and wasps. It's perfect. My trifecta is complete. Spiders, murder hornets. Death. Are you ready to hear the funniest thing about these whole things? They were spotted late last year. Oh yeah, in November, and then they were spotted in Washington and in uh, Canada. I'm like, oh great. Yeah, but the ones that were spotted here, there's only one. Well, there was two. One was dead, and then the other one flew off. Yeah, but people, but people aren't realizing that these things have been here since 2012. There were ones that were spotted in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been following these things for years. It's a weird obsession with these things. I mean, they look weird. Do you know what can, you know what fucks them up? Prey what? mantises. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Uh, There's the Aussie guy was doing a <laughs> special on that. Those things fucked them up. You have to do it to hummingbirds, too. The show's going to age beautifully. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, I mean, it's the whole murder hornets. I mean, it's. Well, I, I feel like th- there's a joke I saw back in, like, Marsh about, you know, whoever play is playing Jumanji right now, can you please finish the game? And I, I was laughing then, but I'm laughing now because I'm like, great, murder hornets, The you know, the weather in Midland right now, like. Oh, yeah. Yep. Someone's definitely playing Jumanji. Please hurry this shit up. <laughs> was I saw that they removed some like a couple months ago before this whole thing happened. They removed some some tomb from Egypt. I'm like, motherfucker, put it back. <laughs> put it back. And it was it was in like I think it was in February that I, I saw that. And it was the way they described this, I'm like, why the heck would you open that up? It was like, it was a black sarcophagus. Like, and apparently black was a really hard color to make then. Um, and it was etched on there. Um, uh, it was like, essentially like don't open or, uh, it will get out. Basically it was very ominous. It was something that should be on a coffin and it's something you shouldn't like take lightly, I think. And then like a few weeks later, like, in, like, this makes landfall in like the United States. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I just, I'm just really, glad. I, oh, go ahead. I, I, I just, cause I'm, 
I'm really glad I took, uh, I went on a cruise uh, over uh, the Christmas, New Year's break. And I, I saw the stuff was going on in China at the time. And I was like, oh, it's China's problem, whatever. And enjoyed my cruise. And then I started thinking all this stuff happened with the cruises. And I'm like, oh my God, that could have been me. Did and you hear about all the people that kill themselves because they're, tra- they're stranded on those cruise ships? They're still stranded on them? Yeah. Whoa. I, didn't well, know, I, the work- I think it's mainly the workers are on them. But yeah, there's been numerous suicides now. It's really fucked up. Yeah, I, I mean, and before all of this happened where it made landfall in the United States and, you know, stuff got really real over here, you know, I was all in on the cruise thing. Like, I was like, yeah, let's go back round two. I mean, granted, I didn't pay for this cruise. Uh, it was my fiance and her family. They, they bought my way. My fiance is my sugar mama. I am a, I am broke. I'm, I'm a bum. I'm, you know, there are homeless people that have more money than me right now. <laughs> so I, when I saw all that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that. I, I don't want to do cruising for a while. Like we're going to wait a few years, see how it goes, see how round two fares. Like, but they're going to be cheap. I can say that the tickets are going to be way cheap. I thought the same. I don't, I don't know because the uh, plane tickets are getting, are going, are going back up again. I think I saw one from like New York to Florida was like 800 bucks. And that's not even, that's not even a direct flight. It's connecting. Just fucked up. Well, I mean, I think the airlines are struggling. I I think the airlines themselves are too big to fail. I think air commerce is way too big of an industry on its own to fail. I think it's going to, we're going to see it become more expensive just because they have to make so many modifications to have like safer flights. Um, I think I read somewhere where it was either United or American where they were taking out the middle seats. Yeah. Um, And then they're putting social distancing. Uh, they're now requiring, I think, filters on the cabin air. Um, so that will be interesting to see how that plays out. But I imagine all of that's expensive. What I want to know is it face mask while you're on the plane? I think I read that. And I, I remember there was um, – that was one of the news reports I did here. They basically said – uh, face mask while you're on the plane if it's a um like if it's an in-country flight like you know uh new york to florida for example but if it's international they weren't sure if they could uh if people could really take wearing a mask for long ex- long periods of time because those right. things definitely tend to wear on you after a while All right it's like when you go to the because like i don't know about you but like when i go to meyer I'm, you know, it gets hot under that fucking mask after a while. Well, and I have one of those, uh, the respirator ones, the, uh, N95. Yeah. And even if I wear it for like 30 minutes or like 45 minutes, I try to be very quick when I'm out and about, but when I'm wearing it, the second I take it off, my throat just starts killing because it, uh, prevents all moisture from coming in. Right. That's how the virus is transmitted is it's 
in moisture, um, which, you know, as long as you're not touching your face and you're washing your hands regularly, I, I laugh at the people who are just wearing gloves in the stores and they're not, they're just touching everything, you know, as everything's normal and they're not, you know, being wise with their gloves. I'm like, you're actually probably spreading it better than if it was just, you know, your hands. Right. We feel, um, the one thing I'm not, you know, it, it kind of shows on how stupid people are. Because do you know how many people I see not wearing the face mask correctly? Oh yeah. Or when you when you see, I can't tell you how many news report or how many news conferences I would see someone like walk up to a podium and they're wearing a mask. And some people are wearing a mask in the back. Some of them aren't. But they'll take off the mask for the report. And then once you're done, they'll walk away from the podium and put it back on. I'm like. Someone needs to tell this man that the podium does not prevent him from getting COVID. <laughs> I think I think it's just so that you know when you're when you're you can't understand it. Yeah, I'm still. I mean, it it sends a message. It sends a really weird and incorrect message. Or um, you'll see people like with really bushy beards and. Like they'll they'll have like the the face mask over it and like the face mask is jutting out to here and like no that's not a sealed area anymore like <laughs> like get the Amish paradise thing going on with like the the mutton shops if you want something on your face but keep this part like <laughs> at least stubble right oh it looks like you're frozen but we're gonna still keep on going but um, am I frozen now yeah Even now. I can hear you, like, but the screen the screen is frozen. Oh, I feel like the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? Or is he Sprint now? I can't remember. He kind of Benedict he's Arnold. Now. He's with he's with Team Sprint. He's with us. Oh God, you're one of those guys. I'm sorry. I've been with Sprint. I've been with Sprint for so long. I've like a lot of the shit. I'm grandfathered in, so a lot of the deals <laughs> I get is like without even Ben and I. But um, so you're, I, I've just had drug dealer phones my entire life. I have burner phones. I have pay you go planned. <laughs> Well, you remember I had the I had the flip phone in high school, and I got an iPhone 4s uh, fresh or I had an iPhone 4s freshman year of college, and I had that for two years. And finally, um, I got an actual phone uh, in February, and I stopped using the uh, my iPhone 4s. And honestly, that thing is paid for itself. I mean, I got it for free, so it's paid for itself. But then. Um, I received a check in the mail about uh, nine weeks ago uh, from a class action lawsuit for uh, Apple throttling the performance of the iPhone 4s's. Oh, yeah. So I was like, hello, 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's gas money. I'll take that free check. Like, I will always take checks. You can send me a check if you want. Like, I am. I will we'll always. We'll, after, the, after this podcast, we'll start you to go fund me. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I'm a Verizon fan myself. Like I, I don't know why. I was up. I, I did a lot of backpacking uh, before this. Obviously, I don't right now. But I could be up on the mountaintop in the middle of nowhere, and I'll have half a bar. None of the right. other people on me have half a bar. They'll have nothing. Like I could just easily take all of them out right there, and you know. As long as it's not in a federal forest, I'm fine. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, like Verizon has great coverage. Like, there's no doubt oh, yeah. about it. Verizon has phenomenal coverage. It's just they rape you over the coals. See, that's that's where I kind of avoid that because I have track phones. So I have pay as you go, and so I have uh, I have an unlimited plan through them, and I pay twenty bucks a month. So that's not bad. No, it's it's really not. I just got to remember to pay it every month. Otherwise, they shut it off, and then I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and something happens to me. Well. <laughs> That's where, you tell people, that's where you tell people where you're going. No, if I do that, then they'll meet me there. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> oh, so you're going to go off the grid and you just have an Obama phone. Well, I'm yeah, going, not going off the grid. I mean, going off the grid is, you know, having a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching that skit the other day, too. <laughs> Uh, speaking of I Obama, mean, if you wait long enough for the uh, if you wait long enough for the rains to come, the river might come to you if you're living close enough. <laughs> Too soon? No, I can swim. I'm like Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think of uh, Trump not unveiling Obama's uh, portrait at the White House? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he's refusing to do it. With no plans, with no plans to do it, it's really like I'm get like, okay, don't get me wrong, I don't like Trump, but not, not as a politician, but as a human being, he's funny, he's hilarious. Like when he calls Joe Biden Sleepy Joe, it's hilarious. He's doing stand up, but I do think that he has a small hatred, so much hatred for Obama. That it just takes over everything. I mean, I definitely, I, I I'm, I'm fairly in the middle, and I, you know, I don't know enough about the situation to really make an opinion. But I, I would imagine if someone bugged my house, and regardless if I'm doing anything illicit, if someone bugged my house and you know wiretapped me and got all the proper warrants to do so, uh, I think I'd be a little upset too, even if it was for the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> Like on a microcosm level, I would be upset. Like you know, the person who did it could probably take a lap around the racetrack and you know call it a win. Uh, but I'd probably be upset. I mean, I, well, yeah, no doubt I'd be upset. But it's just he just there's just some things that he just doesn't he don't care. He doesn't care about anything because Trump gets ratings. Like, but you know, I don't want to bring this up political. I just think it's funny. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? You really hate that man. <laughs> did you um did you see that Mike Tyson's coming back? I did not know. Yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson's Tyson coming. Said, there's a there's a good chance that Mike Tyson's coming back to do boxing again. Oh, that's awesome. I know the first thing I was watching uh the uh MMA fights internet, that was seemed to be the first uh thing that was back live and Yeah. I I was like, this is awesome. This is great to get starting to get back to it again. I was really kind of bummed out to see the uh, LPGA tournament in Grand Rapids uh, get canceled in October. I was really looking forward to that. Oh, that got canceled? Yeah. I thought thought that that was just going to get postponed. Well, it was originally it was set for June and then it got pushed back to July. And then I uh, last week it was going to be in October. 
And essentially all it was going to be is the uh, players, the film crew, and that was going to be it. And then they just canceled it. I was like, that really sucks. I also saw Coast Guard got canceled today. Yeah, I saw somebody fucking posting something about that. And you go, man, Coast Guard got canceled. Man, our our governor sucks. The government has nothing nothing to do with it. (laughs) Oh, but but yeah, Tyson coming back. The videos that he's been posting of him hitting the pads. Terrifying. That's going to be a good fight. I mean, Evander Holyfield's coming back, too. Do they have have matches yet or no? There's a. Evander, Evander officially put out that he's going to come back to retirement, but Tyson just, everybody's kind of figuring, you know, he's posting pictures of him hitting the pads. He's in really good fucking shape. So they're just kind of figuring, you know, he's going to come back. And also the WBC told, said that, came out and said that if he's willing to, if he's serious about the comeback, they'll rank him. Oh, they have to. Like, they need... Like that's your ratings right there. Like, <laughs> since May- the only you know the only boxer is Canelo. That's the only boxer now because Mayweather's out of the picture. Which I would love to see him come back as well. But uh, didn't his father pass away just recently? His uncle, Uncle Roger. Uncle. Yeah, the and Black Mamba. No, I would, I'd love to see them kind of duke it out. Was it there? It's either gonna be. It's either going to be Mayweather McGregor 2 or it's going to be Mayweather and Habib Nurmagomedov. Either one I'd watch. Like, that's... The thing is that, you know, it's... I don't think that they would do... I don't think that they would do Floyd and Habib because Habib is more of a grappler. And, you know, Mayweather's just going to unbox him because Mayweather's pound for pound the best. No matter, you know, you can say Ali or whatever else like that, but me personally, as a box, as a huge boxing fan, Mayweather is the best to me. Well, McGregor can last a little bit longer too when he's up against, you know, Mayweather. Yeah, I mean, it, watching that fight, being a Mayweather fan, watching that fight was entertaining because you know this is going to be like, oh, this is so many years ago. The fun thing about that fight was that you never saw Floyd walk somebody down. That was the most entertaining part of that fight. But I don't. But the thing is, is that part of me wants Floyd to come out because I love Floyd so much. But the other time it's like, dude, just stay in retirement. I don't want, you know, you have a 15-0 record. Just keep the 50-0. You packed, you passed Rocky Marciano. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's kind of a you know cowardice thing in there. Like, are, are you really that like afraid of losing your title to come back and you know be the you know rock star that you you know are hyped up to be? Like, I mean, if you're just in it for the title, I mean, then are, do you really like boxing? Like, well, I mean, he's obviously in it for the money. You're gonna go well, box. You're gonna go box this dumbass Irish kid for for you know bo- regular boxing ma- match is like 36 minutes you, you, you're you gonna could, tell me you're gonna 
I mean, everyone makes money in that fight. Like, you could just get your face grinded off on the mat, and you'd still walk away with probably six figures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it for, like, what was that, 2007? And then, no, no, that was not 2007, 2017. And then, like, for, like, almost for two years, Conor McGregor made more money than ever, made more money than any mixed martial arts fighter ever. But yet he lost the last two years. That's because he made a shit ton of money from fucking fighting Floyd. Oh yeah. Like everyone, like, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be good enough to get even, you know, attention. But once you're there, you could be the, you know, shittiest boxer in the world or shittiest MMA fighter in the world. You're still going to make some cash. Right. And also it doesn't, you know, it also helps that Connor can fucking sell a fight. Connor can sell a fight. Like everybody likes like everybody likes when he was uh, at, I think it was like um, I think they were doing something for when UFC I think it was UFC two hundred five and they were gonna have they were having it at Madison Square Garden for the first time and some guy was you know talking shit saying you know I'm the best one forty five er and he looks back at him and goes who the fuck's this guy. <laughs> It's just, you know, Connor can talk shit. And that's also kind of what kind of backfired him when he fought Habib and that whole, trans, you know, you obviously know what happened, don't you? The whole brawl uh, that happened afterwards. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the fight that I want to see. Habib and Connor, too. That's the, that's the, if I was Dana White, no matter what, Habib says, dude, you're fighting Connor. You're going to make millions upon millions of dollars because they're going to replay what happened the last time for the fuck for promos. And guess what? I'm going to buy it because those two hate each other. Like, did you ever see the video of uh, Khabib was, you know, had Connor on his back and he was just ground and pounding him, right? And he's like, let's talk now. Let's talk now. Let's talk now. While he's punching him in the face. <laughs> right, and I mean, those were the interesting fights. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to see the, you know, 40 seconds and the round is over kind of thing. But those, I mean, those are, in the moment, those are fun. But, I mean, the better ones are the ones that, you know, they, they play it out definitely much longer. Yeah. And also, I feel like with a fight like that, it's, if Connor and Khabib, Khabib do it again, it has to go all five rounds. It has to. Well, when you get such a wide variety of fighting style, like you definitely have more of, there's more going on and there's definitely more, uh, it's more sparring than anything else because they're trying to figure out their opponent. Right. Was um, cause did you, did you actually watch the UFC fights that happened? Uh, last, uh, recently. Yeah. I watched everything up until the pay-per-view round. Isn't it weird having it be in an empty arena and you can hear leather hit skin and you can hear the breathing. That was oh, weird. Yeah. Well, I was thinking too, I'm like the, the, the kind of mentality of the crowd cheering or booing, like that's got to get in your head. And like the fact that it's dead silent, like you can hear every, like you said, every blow landing, like, that's definitely 
it's it has to help your fighting style at least a little bit because you know you can actually get inside your own head you can think about okay this is what i gotta do and you don't have the crowd that you have to block out um it was also definitely interesting to see like the impact of like you know the social distancing stuff and the you know precautions that they're you know recommended with the face mask to see the trainers and the coaches on the sidelines with the face masks on and um it's definitely de- very different to see the two people boxing not wearing face masks and everyone else still wearing their face masks right well the thing is if the if the fighters get it the fighters are you know they're in the shape the best shape of their life so nine times out of ten they're gonna you know it's not gonna do nothing to them well, I imagine they tested them beforehand. I mean, oh yeah, they. they I think the one guy actually tested positive. Oh shit! Him and, his tra- him and his trainer tested. Him and his trainer tested positive, but they were asymptomatic, so they just cut that car and cut that fight off of the card. But yeah, I mean, they were they were. They tested him at the weigh-ins. That makes sense. And I think they tested him the day before the fight, or they test they tested him the day before the fight at the weigh-ins, and then after the fight they tested him. Well, what's crazy is the fact that you hear these people like I, um, I think it was a couple of the soldiers returning to the uh, the one, the one naval ship that uh, it swept through that ship on. They tested these two crewmen and they were negative. And then the day uh, while they were getting back onto the ship, they tested them again. They were negative. And then the next day, they were positive again. Was, I mean, it's crazy how like some. Just the amount of testing, and then all of a sudden it just pops up. Right. Um, I think I heard today, uh, this is like the third or fourth day, the the Ford plant was open um, on the other side of the state, and they actually had to shut it down because someone came to work with COVID. Right. I heard about that. Yeah, that would be, that would now probably be interesting. People who... I mean, I was thinking ahead for like football and stuff. Like, imagine you know, your star QB test positive. Well, he can't play now that day. If it's a big game, that team is sunk. Yeah. But I, I do think it's funny the NFL's like, oh, yep, we're gonna have fans. We're not gonna have that. Much. We're not gonna have a lot of fans, but we're still gonna have fans. I mean, they're gonna have stellar ratings. Uh, regardless, like I think people are just starved enough without sports. I think they're just gonna have stellar ratings. Yeah, was I think the the NFL the NFL draft all seven rounds had like the highest viewers because <laughs> there's nothing to fucking watch. Like it's generally, oh. like, the fir- it's generally like the first two rounds are the high you know like the high viewers. Everything else just kind of like sinks away, but. There's nothing to fucking watch. They were showing beer pong and cornhole on ESPN the other day. Well, no, that was uh, I saw that too, and that was actually ESPN the Ocho. And every year they they have a weekend where they run the Ocho. You know, it's like a running gag off of the movie Dodgeball. Oh. And it's all, all a bunch of these like no like never covered sports. Like uh, I was I was watching that too. They had uh, cornhole. They had uh, beer pong. They had the uh, Sega. Um, Pac-Man tournament. They had uh, the Tetris tournament on there. Um, oh yeah, it was. It's just some of these people. Like I mean, they were just. It was the World Championship, and I'm like, ah. It was. It was weird. Uh, 
But I remember I, I was flipping through, I was, and I saw e, uh, uh, racing was on. Uh, this was a few weeks back, and they were. It was called iRacing. racing, and apparently they. It was all VR. It was all video game, and they were racing, uh, basically in their houses, right on an actual racetrack. I'm like, it's it's viewing live on like NBC, and I'm like, this is what we've come down to. People are that starved for. They're willing to watch grown men sit inside like VR, and they're willing to watch them drive around a virtual track. As if driving, you know, taking a left after another left after another left for 500 miles, you know, in the safest cars on the market, mind you, um, was entertaining. True. Now, it's the old NASCAR, like the old, like pre-2000, you know, NASCAR, those cars, those death metal traps, that was interesting to watch. They killed Dale Earnhardt. Well, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was tragic, but... Well, that was because he wouldn't. That's because he uh, didn't wear the seatbelt. Seatbelt. So the seatbelt. I thought it was a neck restraint that they had. Yeah, it was the neck restraint too. Yeah, and it snapped. I don't really remember the uh, situation, but I definitely think it was either the seatbelt mechanism or the neck restraint. I think it was neck restraint because I think he died on it. I think he died on impact. Yeah, it was impact. That uh, the one actually. I had I saw I was flipping through earlier and NASCAR was on uh, live, and the the guy who um, back before all this happened who he got into that nasty wreck in February. Oh, um, Ryan Newman. Yeah, Ryan Newman was back driving. I'm like that is brave. Like he, when I saw those like uh, tarps going up or, uh, around the car for the uh, paramedics and emergency services to work on the extracting him, I'm like he's gone. Like there's no, and the fact that they got him out and he's back racing, I'm like, you are braver than me, man. <laughs> like that is, that was frightening to watch. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I can remember where I was when uh, Earnhardt died. Like I was watching that race. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, let's not forget. How, do you have to give Tony Stewart credit? Cause he killed somebody. <laughs> in a yeah. freak accident. And a lot of people wanted to blame him, but the same, at the same time, the guy should have never got out of his car. Not to not speak ill of the dead, but the guy should have never got out of his car. The, it's the fact, you know, I didn't realize that how much shape those drivers have to be in. Oh, yeah. Because generally, like, back in the day, you know, some of the drivers were fat and, you know, they were, you know, you know, just... They had the occasional beer gut. Like, let, let's be honest. Like, they were sponsoring, you know, beer companies, and the beer companies were very generous. Like, but yeah, I mean, most of them, they're in top shape. And I mean, they're, I mean, you kind of have to be to, you know, those are very hot conditions in those cars. Like, those tracks, like, if you've ever been on one, like, the temperatures on those tracks were just scorching. Right. And to be in a full fire suit, like, that is. And there's only one tube that's that's giving you fresh air while you're doing it. Was I think it's it's like a hundred and something track. It's like twenty degrees hotter inside the car than what it is out like out on the track. So sometimes those cars are like a hundred and twenty degrees inside of the you know inside, and all you have is a little bit of water and fresh air that's there to cool you down. Oh yeah, that's gotta definitely. It's you gotta can't get fat anymore. 
Yeah, you're sweating off <laughs> more than you can put on. Exactly. I mean, I did, I did, like, with the whole, I think it was, it was cool what they're doing with that whole, you know, the e like the e-track or whatever. I racing. Oh, no, I thought it was cool, too. I'm just like, this is. I mean, until this that is one guy. Until that I one guy said the N-word. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is a career render right there. Like, that, you're, you're done. Kiss your career goodbye. You're going to be wiped from the books. Like, that is not okay to say. And the way, like the way that he said it, he was choking. <laughs> but you just look at it and you go, and you like, I I heard it, I listened to it, and I was like, like the whole time I'm like, no. I can't hear you at all, dude. Nope. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wait, do you have uh, do you have wire earbuds? Uh, there we go. Awesome. Gotta love technology. <laughs> I know. Well, hundred dollar earbuds, ladies and gentlemen. That's we need to, you know, go with the go with the AirPods. See, I'm not cool enough to go with the AirPods. I I, I got these with the phone, so. Dude, I, if I would tell you invest in something, invest in AirPods, dude. They're lifesavers. Lifesavers. How much are you getting paid to spo have them sponsor the show? <laughs> I if I was getting sp sponsored by Apple, I wouldn't be in my kitchen right now doing this. I'd be in a studio. Well. Yeah, that, that probably know. makes sense. I mean, I would love to have a studio, you know, eventually, hopefully, you know, this whole thing, you know, you know, it was popular and everything else like that. Have my own man cave and Apple give us money. I'm waiting for sponsors, dude. Yeah, I, I casually saw you sipping what I thought was monster earlier and I'm like, ah, monster sponsoring us. Great. I'll be happy to get that check in the mail. This is Jocko Discipline. It's by this former Navy SEAL. His name is, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Jocko. Dude, I follow this guy on Instagram. He takes pictures of his watch every morning. He wakes up at like 4.30 in the morning. He lives over in L.A. And then the next picture is him with a, like a picture of like a kettlebell or like a dumbbell. And there's sweat all across there, right? And like I'll find a video, and this is like literally all he that he posts. And, like like he posts like videos. Like, I mean, he's like a badass. Jocko Wildneck, I think that's what he was. Like here. 
so easy to put things off. So easy to say, you're going to do it tomorrow. Well, I want you to reprogram your brain and tell yourself that tomorrow is not a viable option. Tomorrow doesn't work. You do it today. You get it done today. That's what you do. Go get some. Ow. <laughs> well, he's dripping in sweat. I follow some intense motherfuckers. That that is definitely. Uh, you say four thirty in the morning. He gets up to work out. Right. I mean, I I would get up at well when I was working and when the gyms were open. I would be. I would. My work would start at five, and I would be at the gym at three to get a workout before the, before work. See, I mean, I'm normally up at that time, but that's because I'm working on homework and stuff. My, this is about my sleep schedule. About 2.33 a.m. I'm going to bed, and about 6 a.m. I'm getting up. And in between that time, I'm hopefully sleeping. But I, I, I tend to work out later in the afternoon because that's just, you know, when I find the time because most of my classes start fairly early. Right. Um, which I've never understood why university classes are like, Ah, uh, yes, you can start at 9 a.m. No, my brain doesn't wake up until at least 10. <laughs> I mean, well, that, you can say the same thing about elementary, when we went to high school and elementary school. Well, a lot of uh, schools now are starting later. Um, which fucking sucks. Wish yeah. they did that when we were at fucking school. Yeah, yeah, I... You know what was awesome? Those uh, block scheduling days. That was that was the bomb. Yes. Oh, and then you got that. You got that. Uh, for everybody that's listening, block scheduling means that you only had four classes during the day, and they were an hour and a half long. And when we went to school, um, one of the days you would have basically like a study hall, it, which was amazing. Remember, remember seminar? Oh yeah, seminar was great. Like, I mean, I depending on the teacher you had. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't say any names. Don't say any names. <laughs> I'm not getting pulled. There's one on YouTube. I'm not getting pulled. I mean, I, I loved all the teachers we had. It was just some took the silent sustained reading thing a bit too far. Like, I had math next hour. I needed to finish up some work. Like, I'm being quiet. Please let me work. I know how my book ends. <laughs> I'm reading my cement. I know that Lenny gets shot at the end because he's a retard. Okay, we get it. I don't think we can say the R word anymore, man. I think oh, we're that's... We're sound. I say retard on this podcast. I don't think it's socially acceptable anymore to say that R word. I, I think, you know... What's my stand-up? It's not, it's not right. I made a I made a terrible joke about how we should have boxing in the Special Olympics. Interesting. This, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say any more because I don't want this to affect you. But let's just say I did it and it bombed. Ouch! It's morally fucked up. I'm, you're a comedian. You bomb all the time. I don't really. You, the first time I bombed was like I just felt like shit, but. The, you know, you, you know, you bomb. It's just what happens. There's other days that you know, 
other days you say you use a joke and it you know it fucking kills and the next day you don't use the same joke and it doesn't i mean i imagine that you you get over the fear of talking to people i imagine that's a nice healthy side effect from being a stand-up yeah especially when the first time you did open mic night you're you know you're in the sold-out crowd at dr grand nice (laughs) (laughs) that nobody told me about because they had the open micers go up then they had the opening act and then they had the main then they had the headliner go up so like after that i was just like you know crowds don't mean shit to me anymore and also it it helps now that i get barbecue before i go up i get barbecue really oh yeah I do it before I do jujitsu too, which helps out a lot. How did oh, you get yes. involved in jujitsu? Uh, well, I had friend, I had an old neighbor of mine. Him and his, him, his wife, and their kids do it. And uh, you know, I started getting into like mixed. I started getting into like watching UFC and everything. I was like, hmm. Then I realized all the great things that jujitsu does because it really, really, really um, humbles you. Because, you know, you'll do drills and everything else like that. And then at the end, you do this thing called rolling, which is like sparring. Ask me how many people I've tapped. How many? Zero. (laughs) (laughs) I've been tapped numerous times. So it humbles because you literally get your ass beat, and that's you know it's the way. Unfortunately, it's the way that you learn, but it humbles you. And also, dude, I. It's like a family environment, dude. I, with this whole lockdown, I legit miss jujitsu. Oh yeah, I mean, trust me, I, I miss working out too. Although I, I know there are people who probably don't even know the gyms are closed yet, and they have memberships. <laughs> Was it my fuck? I, I, I've been here in June first is when the gyms are going to open back up, which I'm hoping. I I know they were uh, a lot of gyms were asking for like standards to be like put in place or at least discussed to like how they could open back up effectively. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting to see what that is. I know. Uh, I uh, I belong to the Planet Fitness over by me, and I know they were talking about you know having like wash stations set up to where uh, next to where the wipe down uh, areas are. So after every time you touch a piece of equipment, you have to uh, wash your hands um, just because of the sweat, the moisture on your hand or your body definitely will, could be carrying the um, virus. Right. Since it's moisture based. So I thought that was interesting. But, but with the heat in the gym, would it go away? Because if they're saying that this thing gets killed by heat, right? But it's got to be it's got to be cooking in there for it to uh, uh, to be effective. True. And I don't, especially during the winter time, where you know, especially on your cold days, if you have like sliding doors opening or closing, or you know, doors in general opening, that might not be, you know, effective. I know they're also dabbling with UV lighting, but I don't think that's been a hundred percent either. 
maybe if you know if you uh before you walk in you like get that like sanitized spray that they have over in japan over in china where you stand in front of it and it hits you oh that's i haven't seen that yet it's pretty cool you know obviously china's you know a hundred years ahead of us not really they're like that but just you know i'm just wondering you know when things will go back to normal I know everybody's like, oh, no, it's not going to go back to normal. I, I want you know exactly what I meant. Like, you exactly. know exactly what, like, I, I, I'm not going to face state prosecution for going across the state to see my fiance. Like, let, let's start there. Like, that's normal. That's my normal. I haven't seen my fiance in nine weeks now. And that's my normal. Like, <laughs> how are you surviving? Uh, you know, I just. Focus on my work. Focus on my school. Uh, Wait, are you guys engaged? Like, you guys picked the date out, or are you guys just engaged just until you're done with law school? <laughs> no, um, we've picked a date. Uh, it's uh, July thirty first of twenty twenty one. So, um, it's coming up to a year. Uh, in the next couple of months, and we're starting to get ready for it. I'm definitely glad it's not this uh, summer. Oh, fuck that. I've heard enough money. horror stories where I'm just like, nope, sorry. I'm uh, definitely glad that it's next summer, and I'm hoping things, you know, are, as you said, like back to a more normal uh, kind of structure where you, people can meet in you know, larger numbers and there are more safety precautions in place that are widely, you know, uh, accessible to people who want to start doing that. I, it's, it's weird planning a wedding. Like, uh, first of all, the reception halls are just sticker shock. Um, and then there's just a bunch of like crazy tradition stuff that like, I'm not privy to, obviously, like, I think, you know, this is a blanket statement, but I think most females are very just up on in general, everything that needs to be ready for a wedding and the guest list stuff like that's weird. Like who needs to be invited? Who doesn't? Who should be? What, uh, who are the people like, you know, you have to send an invite to, but you know, they're not going to come. I'm like, well, you know, they're not going to come. Are we sending them an invite? And it's polite is what I've heard. So I'm like, oh, boy. So that's been a, a process all on its own and I'm nowhere near, you know, done with that. Uh, you kind of like, babe, just pick what you want. Just as long as I like, have Jack and Coke at the wedding or at the reception, I'm good. I mean, I was just like, I really didn't have any expectations going into it. And it was really weird to see some of the hangups that like, it wasn't so much we were fighting, but like, it was so much, it was more, like, I didn't know that this was an issue that needed to be solved. Like, for example, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm Catholic, she's uh, Lutheran, and I'm like, oh, cool, let's have, like, a, you know, a joint thing. My, my priest says, one, uh, you know, a couple of prayers. Your, your uh, pre, uh, pastor says a couple of prayers. And, like, have a nice back and forth because there will be a mix of Lutheran and Catholic, uh, you know, people in attendance. And uh, the... Uh, Catholic priest was like, we can't do it outside. 
Like that's just a, a flat out rule. And I'm like, I did not know that that was an issue. And we're having the um, ceremony at the same place that we're having the reception. Uh, just cause I, Smart I've been move. to most weddings Smart where move. I'm like, I'm already here. Why do I have to now drive 30 minutes that way to now eat? Like, let's just have it all in one spot. And so I was like, I was, I was really bummed out because I, I wanted this priest to do the uh, ceremony, but uh, her pastor is wonderful. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to him saying the ceremony. I was just, I didn't know that this was going to be a problem. Like, Wait, I, her, her pastor? Yeah, her pastor's going to do it. Well, you know, which one? Which one can you, can't you have out and outside? Is it Catholic or uh, is it Catholic? Yeah, I was not aware of that. I'm like, I know baptisms are done out there. I know, but it has to be inside. I'm like, so if we do it under the awning, are we good? Like, what constitutes inside? Like, the lawyer in me starts like, eh, what's your definition of inside? <laughs> <laughs> You're pleading a case that. To a man that's with God, <laughs> a man that talks to God in your. <laughs> well, I'm like, I know I've read the Spark Notes version of the Bible. I don't remember anything in there. I, I specifically remember weddings, especially like the the Jesus' first miracle. I remember that was done outside at an outside wedding. Like, so. You know what the thing is, is that they, you know, with Catholics is that they, you know, Jesus and everything else like that. But he was a, but he was Jewish. And I thought he found Christianity not Catholic. I might be wrong. I'm not a religious person. Uh, there's a whole thing in the, um, like 500 years later with the, uh, Reformation that happens and Martin Luther nails some stuff to a door and uh, war starts basically. It's a real fun story, but yeah, essentially the, the is church the guy, gets is, like, is this like the same person that found Mormon, but he's the only one that could read the scrolls? <laughs> yes and no. At least you don't believe in Scientology because those motherfuckers need to die. I don't know. Tom Cruise seems to not be aging. He might have something there. Tom Cruise is short. He has a lot of platform shoes. He's also a little nuts. Like, let's be real. Tom Cruise, if you're watching this right now, I still love your your shows. He jumps up and down on a couch on Oprah. There's nobody that should be. Yeah, there's nobody that should be that excited to be on Oprah. I think he was talking about his wife or something like that that he ended up getting divorced from later. But he's like jumping on top, jumping on the couches. And Tom Cruise is nuts. He makes great movies. Makes great movies. Just lit. he's like Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp is the interesting. Like honestly, like I've gained respect for Johnny Depp after his like fall from pirates. Like I, I, I completely lost it after like what was it, Charlie and. Uh, in the chocolate factory, the, the yeah. one where he looks like a girl and I, he regained some of it in the last pirates movie. And then he got kicked off and then he was wandering around LA in the pirates costume. And just, you know, now he's a rock star. Like you don't like, that's the weirdest, like 360 ever. So you go from actor 
to Rockstar. Now you're touring with Alice Cooper and Marilyn Manson. And you're uh, actually really decent guitarist. Like, if you haven't heard him yet, go check it out. He's actually really good. Um, and I just can't see now, Giant. I, I can't see. I've seen Alice Cooper. I'm, I can't see Johnny Depp with him. Oh my gosh, they have their own band now. I think they're called. Uh, I think they're called like uh, Hollywood Vampires or something like that. But yeah, look, like they actually are really good. And now. And now I heard since the the uh, pirates like movie uh, wants him back because the last one flopped apparently, so shocker. Yeah, not, not who knows? Like taking out your dead, star character. Like, yeah, nothing like beating a dead horse with that fucking series. <laughs> like I like the one thing I do respect is that he does carry around the Jack Sparrow costume and he'll go to like children's hospitals and go see the kids. That's cool. It's just don't bitch when you can't afford your private plane anymore because you think you're going to get seen by the paparazzi when nobody else is going to recognize you unless you're wearing a fucking Jack Sparrow costume. I mean, I saw, uh, I think I saw other, uh, like the Marvel characters, I think they were also going to the uh, child uh, hospitals too. No, you want to talk about what uh, you had mentioned earlier about, you know, jujitsu for you and comedy was a humbling experience. You want to know it's really humbling going to law school and, you know, it, it's hard to get into law school. It's not diff- like it's not that hard, but it's it's challenging to get into law school. And, you know, you think you've actually like done something impressive. And the first time you get cold called, which for uh people who don't know is basically you have homework in law school. You have to read so many cases before class and the professors, especially your one L professors, they, they know the, the cases you're about to, you know, go over inside and out. So they will randomly call on someone in class and they'll start grilling them. And you could be the most, you know, literate person in the world, have the, the best, like, you know, idea of what's going on in this case. The second you get cold called, you're just going to spew just garbage out of your mouth. You're going to forget how to speak the English language. And it's, you know, it is the most frightening thing in the world. And then to top it off, you find out halfway through your first semester of law school that Kim Kardashian's also in law school. And you're like, well, great. My future career is now meaningless because it's now going to be part of a reality TV show. I wouldn't say that. I mean, what she's doing is really good. You know, people who are wrongfully accused. Oh, don't get me in wrong. The, in the, yeah. What were you going to say? She's doing good stuff. I'm not saying that. And I'm not surprised that she went you know, to law school. I mean, I believe her uh, father was a lawyer, I believe. Yeah, he was with OJ. Yeah, yep. The glove don't fit. You must have quit, motherfucker. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> I, for the you know, people are going to laugh at me for this, but I used to believe he didn't do it. Like, I thought he was, like, framed or something like that just because of some of the shit that with, like, the LAPD. But when he he did an interview where he was like, well, hypothetically, you know, if me and Charlie, you know, did this and that, and I'm looking at this, and you're like, who the fuck's Charlie? And, you know, this thing is over years old, and you're we're just now finding out there's a guy named Charlie. He's like doing hypothetical shit, and I'm like, this motherfucker did it. He well, did it. 
when uh, I think it was the the Netflix uh, OJ uh, People versus OJ uh, show came out, they did a really good job of that scene you had mentioned with the uh, showing the glove. And I don't think a lot of people realized at the time uh, they were able to convince the judge to allow a glove to go on uh, over the hand before putting the glove on uh, that was found at the crime scene because they were afraid of contaminating the evidence. Was it, yeah, seen, was it a latex glove and then a cotton glove? Yeah. Which was a had, smart, who, who did that? Was that um It was Johnny Cochran. It was Cochran who because he said it would contaminate the evidence if, you know, obviously they're gonna go back and find prints inside of it now because obviously OJ tried on the glove. But when he goes to try it on, he's also like he has his hand fully out like this, so the glove's not gonna go over it. Even if like he doesn't get it on all the way because obviously he's wearing uh, another set of gloves, but he's also like not like He's flexing his hand, so it's not going to, you know, fit anyways. It's really interesting to watch it. They did a really good job with that. Yeah, that fucking. I was. I think I. Sorry, I was um, setting up another. You know, not that you're not like that. You're important about setting up another interview with uh, with somebody who has a blue check across the next to their name on Instagram. Oh wow! I'm glad you're moving on to bigger and better things when you're, you know. No, I'm, bring, I'm bringing you back on because this was a fun conversation. I didn't even realize we're on we're on for for about an hour and a half. I didn't even realize it. It's oh just, yeah, no one's watch. No one's gonna watch this all the way through. This is this is like porn. You're gonna watch either the first five minutes or the last like five minutes, but that's it. You're not gonna. You bought the whole hour, but you're not gonna watch it all. You're no, gonna no, watch. They'll, they'll just watch it in like 25, 25 minute increments because that's what I do with a lot of podcasts. Unless I'm like doing something like cleaning my room or something, or you know, doing something that I can, you know. I'm, I just want to have background noise. I have podcasts going on, but I do think that we probably should end it. Oh, I agree. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to re-listen to this. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I wouldn't expect you to. You might listen to it and just be like, I wonder how my voice sounds. Cause I, I, have oh, I know friend. how my voice sounds. My voice sounds my awful. <laughs> my, my friend Cody, uh, he's, you and him are probably my two whitest friends that are, you know, I'm not saying that as like a bad way. It's just, you know, I have a lot of friends. Oh, no, I, 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 I've, I've like, I've been, I've been told I've, I'm a basic white chick. Like I've, I've been told that by many people. Like, and that doesn't trigger me at all. But <laughs> he was like telling me back, he goes, he goes, dude, I listen back to it and I cringe whenever I hear my voice. How do you not cringe? I go, dude, you get used to it. Yeah, we, uh, because a lot of being a lawyer is like talking. And so there's a lot of recording you and there's a lot of, you know, this is how you sound. This is how you act. This is, you know, what you said. And this is why you are stupid. And, um, I, I just cringe every time I have to watch myself on video or on a recording just cause it's, it's like nails on chalkboard, right? It's, it's like when you uh, when you're recording something and you hear your voice and you're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's like you know, like when you look back at old statuses that you posted on Facebook, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Oh yeah, and like you you know that there's like there's 
there's like times that you know are coming up like when you were very philosophical like oh god these posts are gonna now come up on my time hop now uh well i'm gonna end it here um thanks thank you again i don't understand how much this appreciates me you you coming on you know we're able to actually have some dialogue and everything else like that i really appreciate it and hopefully um, I can have hopefully I can have you on again, but this time, but next time we'll be in person. Definitely, hope hopefully we can be in person next time. Um, I'm glad I was able to put complete sentences together too and talk to you for an hour and a half. So thank you for having me. Thank you again. Thank you again. Thank you again. And I better be invited to the fucking wedding. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, if I'm not, if I'm not, I'm not going to get pissed off about it. Uh, there's a decent, you know, number of people we can have in the, the wedding. So right, and it, obviously you want as many people that are in your family and like your closer friends. So if you can't, if I, you know, if it comes down to where you can't make, have it, where I can't go, I'm not gonna be mad about it. I just want you to know that. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I love you, bro. I love you. All right. Take care, man. Be safe. Bye.